Did you know that the female body goes through four cycle phases each month? Hormonal changes happening at each stage can lead to big shifts in your mood, creativity, and energy levels. This helps explain why some days when you get on your yoga mat and movement feels effortless, but other days your body feels heavy tired and you just want to put your legs up the wall or crave a long shavasana. In today's episode, I'm going to take you through each phase and show you yoga practices to support and nourish where you're at during your cycle. So let's dive in. You're listening to the Prana and Patchouli podcast with me, Amy Davis. I'm a restorative yoga teacher and every week I'll be sharing practice tips, spiritual tools, breath work and guided meditations to reduce stress and raise your vibration. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited about today's topic because we're talking about syncing our energy with our monthly cycle. And our infradian rhythm affects everything from our mood to our health to our energy levels and also our productivity. And it's mostly based around a 28-day cycle. For females, although it may vary depending on whether you have a shorter or longer cycle. So why should we sync our energy with our cycle? Well, firstly, it helps us prepare for a more easeful period and reduce any unwanted symptoms like cramps, headaches, or irritability. It also helps us align with the natural state of flow in our bodies and this can enhance our energy and our health. Not to mention it also improves our productivity and creativity. And who doesn't want that? And the more we allow ourselves to honor the natural ebb and flow of our energy. It means that we're less stressed and less prone to burnout. And for me, being aware of this four-stage cycle is a spiritual practice. It helps me connect more with myself. And after all, this is a natural part of our bodies. And it helps me connect with the rest of the world. Being aware of your menstrual cycle encourages deep listening and really helps you to connect with your intuition on a monthly basis and day to day as well as you tune in 
to your energy and the way it comes and goes. So let's start by talking about the first phase, which is the menstrual phase. And this often happens between day one and five. So from the first day that you bleed. The main purpose of this part of the cycle is to shed the endometrium, which is the lining of the uterus, to prepare for a clear cycle ahead. This is the shedding phase, and so you can probably guess that the theme here, both physically and emotionally, is letting go. There's a drop in estrogen and progesterone, which signals that it's time to shed the lining. So creating circulation in the pelvis is really important for that process. In our practice, we want to support a more easeful downward flow, which is the energy of a prana. Some people enjoy more movement and others don't want to do anything other than eat chocolate and snuggle a bolster. That's me. But meet yourself where you're at. If you feel like going for a run, There's nothing to stop you. Listen to you and honor your body's wisdom. But since this is our inner winter, you may feel called to rest and nest. I often do and love devoting this time to long restorative yoga practices. It's also important to find types of movement that support the clearing out and release during this phase. For me, that's usually just a walk, but it could also be breath work. Things like pelvic tilts, cat and cow, slow sun salutations, or compression and release methods focused around the belly, which You could create with a blanket nestled into the hip crease in certain poses like child's pose or pigeon. For that circulation, we really want to nourish at this time. And then roughly between days 6 and 11, we go through the follicular stage. And this is where the follicles are doing most of their growth and development and the lining starts to grow back. To support this growth process, after the last day of your period for about a week, it's really good to focus on nourishing practices and anything restorative in nature. However, you'll likely feel more energized here as estrogen starts to rise, so it's also a great time for power flows, moving at a faster pace, or just higher intensity exercise. But since the theme here is nourishment, we want to support that growth process, so it's important to balance that energy output with introspection to calm the body and reduce stress levels for about a week after our period. This is anything 
restorative in nature. Even if it's just one restorative pose or a longer shavasana or meditation. This is our inner spring and I like to ease into this phase with some slow flow and then build up to other movement practices like strength training or spinning. Otherwise, I find that if I come out of my nest a little bit too quickly, I tend to feel anxious and I just want to stay in that hibernation mode. Then stage three is ovulation, which happens kind of between days 12 and 16. And this is where the yin phase of the cycle starts to turn to yang. And just as a recap, yin is associated with cooling, rest, being, nourishing, calming, the parasympathetic nervous system, and estrogen. And then with yang, we're focused on creating warmth, activity, movement, doing the sympathetic nervous system, and progesterone. So here we're trying to spark that shift towards the movement of energy, blood, and a dominant follicle being released to travel down the fallopian tube. This is our inner summer and the time for a more vigorous practice to generate heat in the body. Think power yoga, twists and heart openers, or off the mat, things like hit, spinning, running, or energizing breath work like Kapalabhati or breath of fire. Again, we also want to balance that with calming practices so we don't deplete ourselves. Longer shavasanas, meditation, or restorative poses that also passively open the heart, like one of my favorites, supported butterfly, can feel really good here. And then finally, on days 7 to 28, we go through the luteal phase. And this is where the egg is moving down the tube and progesterone starts to rise. You might find that your energy ebbs and flows with high and low peaks. So you want to find a balanced practice and listen to what your body needs day to day. This is your inner autumn, so early in the luteal phase, you might feel full of energy and lightness, and your practice may be similar to the ovulation phase. While later in the luteal phase, you might experience some discomfort and fluctuating moods with your period approaching. Movement is still important here, as this is what shifts stagnation, which can cause PMS symptoms like irritability, cramping, anxiety, or headaches. Think fluid and rhythmic slow flows, or walks that create a gentle, gradual warming of the body and calming of the nervous system and mind to reduce stress. Overall, throughout your cycle, 
honor and tune in to what your body needs each day to feel nourished and be ready to adapt and adjust. And if you'd like to go deeper with this and find more practices to support you throughout your cycle, then I'd love to invite you to join Lighter, which is my virtual sanctuary for restorative yoga. And over there, our theme and mantra this month is, I respect my inner rhythm. The practices I'm sharing are devoted to supporting the ebb and flow of your energy through each phase of your cycle. So if you'd like to check that out, just go to pranapatchouli.com forward slash lighter and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. But since we are talking about our energy here and we've covered how we can shift our practice to support us through those different phases, how can we apply the same to our work in order to protect our energy throughout the month. And I wanted to talk about this because I find it really fascinating and I love learning how we can use our energy in much more productive ways so that in effect we can do more but with less effort. So during the menstrual phase, this is really a time to slow down and rest. It's about creativity and self-reflection and visualization. So maybe this is a really nice time to create a vision board. Then in the follicular phase, we want to focus on more planning and problem solving, strategizing. Then the ovulation stage is like our inner summer, as I said before. And so this is a time where we may feel more energized and ready to do public speaking or presentations or networking or filming, anything that makes you feel like you're ready to go out in the world. And as an introvert, this is particularly important to me. And it's during this time that I often record my podcasts and film videos for the membership because I feel like I'm ready to shine and put myself out there. Then there's the luteal phase, which is great for administration or closing out projects and just feeling your creativity starting to flow as you prepare for your menstrual cycle. Now, this is much easier to manage if you run your own business and you're in charge of your time. But even if you are employed, even making the smallest shifts in your schedule to respect those inner rhythms and honor your energy can make such a huge difference to your energy, your creativity, and your stress levels. So speaking of stress, what are the effects of stress on our cycle? Well, the more we honor our energy, the less stress we're likely to feel. 
We're less prone to burnout when we're living in alignment with our energy. And stress also influences our hormonal cycle as it optimizes estrogen and progesterone production. And so too much stress can even cause our period to stop as our system is out of balance. That's why calming and nourishing the nervous system is good all cycle long. And hopefully I've given you lots of different ideas about how you can create that balance in your energy system. And of course, if you want more guidance, then be sure to check out Lighter. Now there's one more thing that I want to mention, and if you've been listening to this thinking, well, this is all interesting and great, but what if I don't have a cycle? And if you don't have a cycle for whatever reason, you can still explore everything that I've talked about by following the phases of the moon instead. But now I want to wrap up with five tips that you can use to support your cycle. And this just brings together everything that we've been talking about. So the first thing is that we want to create more circulation in our pelvis especially during our period, but all month long. And this just helps us have a healthy cycle. Second thing is take time to restore after your period for about a week. And that doesn't mean that you can't do other forms of movement or exercise, especially if you feel like your energy is higher here. But definitely take just a little bit of extra time to recover and restore. The third thing is spark more of that young energy during ovulation. Find a movement practice that feels good to you and explore that and just notice the shifts that you feel in your body. Fourth thing is to move your body one to two weeks before your period. So we've talked about that during the ovulation phase and now we're talking about movement during the luteal phase because moving your body helps to shift energy which clears stagnation which can contribute to pain and PMS symptoms. And then the final thing is to cultivate calm and regulate your nervous system throughout your cycle. And this will just really help you to have the most easeful flow. But I really want to encourage you to individualize this and listen to your body because it really does know best. This menstrual cycle awareness will encourage deeper listening and help you connect more to your intuition. Don't be in a rush to change everything at the same time. Maybe just try simple shifts here and there. And it may take a few cycles to notice those shifts in your energy and stress levels. But if you do want that extra support in being kind to yourself by 
honoring your own rhythms and trusting your timing, then be sure to join us in Lighter this month because I'm sharing practices that are devoted to honoring the ebb and flow of your energy during different phases of our cycle. We'll explore creating circulation in the pelvis, restoring the body, balancing balancing yin and yang, easing symptoms of PMS, and calming the nervous system to support us emotionally. So to check that out and learn more, just go to pranapatchouli.com forward slash lighter, and I'll put the link again in the show notes. So just remember that Everybody is different and the best thing is always to listen to yours and do what feels right for you. Enjoy your yoga practice in a way that supports your unique energy and cycle and also creates whole optimized well-being so that we can show up every month and shine brightly in the world. I hope you loved this episode of the Prana and Patchouli podcast. If you want more support and inspiration for your practice, then be sure to join our community of seekers, feelers, and dreamers by signing up for my weekly emails at pranapatchouli.com. You'll also get my free mini virtual retreat to help you stress less and restore peace right away. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So until then, from my heart to yours, Namaste. Namaste.